What's up, y'all? This is BJ back with part four of the Ability Series. We are three parts into this series, and today we are here with the fourth and final part to the account ability aspect of the Ability Series. And this one is a little different because for those of you who are in this podcast community and have an idea of some of the people that I am close and fond to, as far as who I came up with, this guest today is somebody that I've grown with in this space, but also have grown to know on a much more brotherly and a much more manly level. Like I didn't really know in the beginning a lot of the things that I'm fortunate enough to know now, because like I said, we were able to grow and get to know each other for who we truly are. And this is a person that actually challenged a lot about my manhood when he wanted to know if what I am and what I represent was actually who I am as a person. So I have brother to the night here to discuss something that a lot of men are sensitive to talk about. And today's topic is I ain't a whole ass nigga. I'm just hurt. Now, I mean, this speaks to um, black culture more so than any other culture, because this is the language of black men. But oftentimes we don't understand that a lot of men whether you're black or not go through this phase where you begin to become irrational because of how somebody of the opposite sex has hurt you your ego is attached to a lot of the things that you do when it comes to the opposite sex and there's a possibility that your actual character in person could be just as much affected while your ego is being bruised and you begin to behave irrationally in this space because your two existences have been fragmented or fractured. So we talked about it. We talked about the women that have the capabilities of doing this, um, who we are in the time and place of these things happening. And we got so caught up in just talking as men that we forgot that we were recording and we began to just talk like brothers. So um, I truly enjoyed this experience to break bread and chop it up with my bro brother to the night. And I think this is going to be interesting for those of you that are familiar with him and his uh, podcast. He's a part of the Drunken Nights, which are three amazingly talented creators. But of course, they raw. They don't they don't care about how you take it because they want you to feel what they're saying so that the conversation can move forward and that the perspectives can be shared and we can all get a better understanding of a lot of the things that we look at that sometimes are not as bad as we think this just as raw as it could possibly get so get into this i ain't a whole ass nigga i'm just hurt like you'll find yourself as a man saying that and i think it's a point in time now where we should be comfortable enough to admit that so let's get into this episode man part four the final part of the accountability series we're going to get into that and then hopefully um this transitions to the very next ability that we're going to touch so let me know what y'all think about this when y'all done let's get to it what's up everybody welcome to the final part of the account ability series and we are ending this series with someone who is a very interesting personality in terms of approach to certain things, which in this particular episode and the semi-subject of this is about a man and his pain. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome my big bro, brother to the night, from the Drunken Nights on this episode, man. What's going on with you, bro? Not much at all, man. I don't know about all that big bro shit. Yeah, you an OG. You an OG. <laughs> we, we bros. I don't know about big bro. <laughs> I can respect that because I feel like that too. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just glad to finally, you know, kick it in this, like, in this space in a sense. Because, this platform. Yeah, because it's like, in this particular instance, every man is somewhat different when they are around the homies. Like uh-huh. you get to you get to experience a completely different person when they on like a one on one. So in this particular instance, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how you answer some of these questions I have for a topic that women think we're not accountable for. So it's just dope to be able to get into it and, you know, see what you think about the shit we about to talk about. But before we get into that, just introduce yourself and let people know who you are and tell them about your show, your podcast, if, in fact, there are listeners that don't know who and what you're doing. Okay, well, I am Brother to the Night, which is one-third of the Drunken Nights. We at the Drunken Nights are probably one of the more unfiltered shows. It's a completely different platform than uh, Change the Subject, so if you... (laughs) Yeah, if you're looking for, uh, I mean, we give similar content somewhat because it's, it's men talking about, you know, shit pertaining to men or at least us three. And we talk about uh, relationships, childhood, brotherhood amongst the three of us and probably the challenges that we follow, that we come against in life for the most part. And we we discuss it amongst, uh, amongst men for the most part. We have guests on. We can get a a whole lot wilder than change the subject. Uh, <laughs> BJ's been a guest on several different occasions, man. We've had uh, tangents. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, BJ's always a, a welcome guest on the show, man, because he brings a completely different perspective. I'm looking forward to this conversation, though, man, just because I remember when we was in Vegas, and me and you got to chop it up one-on-one. Yeah, you know, this is before even the homies came along, man. It was a dope conversation. It's when I actually got to see, you know, what I mean, who you were for the most part. Because when I first, my first few interactions with you, I was I was a little perturbed just because I didn't know I didn't think you was being your authentic self. Right, right. <laughs> it's you know, it it really, and I think I. I always tell y'all when we, whenever we kick it that it was because of that that you know I was able to um reach more people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of what I was saying in that time wasn't being challenged. Like I mean for the most part the women were like, you know, yeah, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? But it was still like a a huge barrier to connect with the fellas because of course when I'm saying these things, I'm speaking from a hurt place, like learning mm-hmm. the hard way, you know, how to, you know, treat people in such a way that gave me the opinions that I had. So it was like people really didn't know that, OK, the lessons that I'm speaking on now are just things that I learned the hard way in terms of women. So, you know, that kind of broke me through to the fellas and then everything just started coming together from there like those two shows for real 
um, put me in the the midst of the people to where I was accepted. Now, you know, so I I feel you because you know I was there myself for a long period of time, and it was it was actually one of my brothers on it. It was actually a show where I actually had to come face to face with some of the shit that I was going to do, and I was dealing with when it came to women. For the most mm-hmm. part, because I was in a bitter and hurt place for a long time when it came to dealing with women. Yeah, so it it, it was a, you know, I I see I saw myself a little bit. I see myself in some of the challenges that you went through. It's just I, I, like, I just reacted maybe a little differently than you did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't this. I wasn't this really. I think you became a little bit more guarded and i lashed out a little bit more yeah that was part of the reason why i reached out to you for this because i remember us discussing that you know what i'm saying so before we get into all of that i want to i want the listeners to understand that he is a part of one of my personal favorite male podcasts this is some of like the, this is some of like the realest content that you're going to hear from like he said, unfiltered perspective. And that's what I respect the most about it. It may be a complete 360 from what you get from me, but it's just as raw and honest. And um, because of their podcast is the reason why I have them here, because one of their monikers as the Drunken Knights, they're also known as the protectors of truth. And there is a truth that we try to protect ourselves from that is very dishonest in manhood. And we protect ourselves from this truth by acting irrational about something common or natural, such as being hurt. But of course, we know that to men, it's just not natural to show that you're hurting or to show that you've been affected in such a way. So this is part of what we're going to talk about. And we're going to speak from the subject of I ain't a whole ass nigga. I'm just hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. where we discuss the pain that we suffer at the hands of women. And sometimes even admitting that we feel pain from women, we feel weak about that. Like, we feel like there's a reason that it should be penalized different or it should be treated different because it's a woman doing it to us and not the other way around sometimes. Because, like, naturally... I think because we assume that we're the most likely to mess up, it just makes it hurt a lot more to know that it was her that did it this time. I don't know why that is. It's like just because it's her and she did it, it just changes the dynamics of how much it hurts us as men. So I think that we're going to really have an interesting conversation coming from two different responses to um being hurt by women so like kind of tell me how do you typically respond whenever you are hurt by a woman and what is it what does it feel like for you as a man typically when i get hurt by a woman i pretty much sit in i i I deal with i I isolate okay you know so i'm i remove myself from said situation and I try to process process those feelings on my own. 
to see maybe if I'm tripping or not. And if I'm not, then I'm willing to, I'm that's when the dialogue comes into play. Okay. Okay. I really it took it took some growing to be able to actually verbalize and communicate to somebody that they hurt me. Because for a long time I wasn't uh, I wasn't grown enough to have that discussion. I just lashed out. Mm. And I think there's a lot of men that, that do that. You know what I mean? They just rather than talking to somebody to let them know that you hurt look whatever you see whatever you did that fucking hurt yeah facts because i mean growing up anger was the only emotion you was able to express yeah that's true so, true so men that's how they emote to uh, everybody you know what i mean they they it's 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 a pride thing more or less to let you like uh, i can't let you know that you hurt me because my pride won't allow that to do it. Right, right. My pride won't allow me to let you know that you hurt me. So I'm just going to lash out and my action is going to show that you hurt me rather than my words. So how much So how much of it, when you think about those moments of being hurt, is it the actual person that you are that's hurt to where you feel like you're you're being taken for granted for all of the characteristics that you showed this particular person, or is it simply the ego who the fuck you think you are to do some shit like this to me? Because it's kind of like you're standing in two different positions and then possibly confusing the two. Well, it, it all depends on the, uh, the offense, you know what I mean? Because, uh, but I will say, I, I'll go ahead and say it's probably ego more nine times out of 10. Okay. Uh, okay. Just because we all have a, a sense of self that, you know, shit, we all think we the shit for the most part. And when somebody runs a foul of that or run a foul of you, you know what I mean? Who are you to do that to me? Yeah. Facts. Facts. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say ego for the most part. So let me ask you. Which of these hurt most between the two? Being hurt by a woman based on something you earned or deserve or being hurt by a woman based on feelings she developed on her own merit. So whatever she did to you is because she felt a way about you. Um, I don't really know, man, because like now the person that I've grown to be there's not really a lot that's going to really offend me when it comes to the opposite sex, just because I recognize that whatever people do is decisions that they made based upon themselves. And it might not ever have nothing to do with me. It, it might've been, they was just selfish and only thinking about themselves in the moment. But that's maturity though. So you would have had to have, you would have had to have gone through something that kind of shifted you to that particular position of thinking because to be honest when I was hurt a lot by women you know true enough you know people don't believe that a lot of what I say comes from you know being hurt and what I ended up learning in the space of those hurt feelings is that I still controlled how I was being treated mm -hmm. like even in the midst of a person doing some foul shit it's like you allowed it, you probably became submissive to whatever 
dysfunctional communication or interaction that y'all had, you were still trying to like bait and see if something was going to change. Like you didn't take any authority in those Mm -hmm. moments where a person needs to know how you're going to conduct yourself. If in fact, you're going to involve yourself with me. It took me a minute to kind of gather that perspective. So what ended up happening for real is, well, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, are you speaking for yourself or yeah yeah for me okay yeah for me so what ended up happening was um in the same relationship that we talked about on you guys's episode uh Mm -hmm. i too was a bitch ass nigga that's the name of the show if you guys want to go back and check out um my very first feature on the drunken nights um it was a relationship where it was a very argumentative relationship and transitioning Mm -hmm. out of that into the next relationship, I decided that I couldn't argue to that extreme no more because that level of arguing was like it affected the body. It You know, it gave you headaches for real. Um, mm-hmm. It gave you anxiety because you you really don't comfortably sleep next to the person no more or you don't really have the the relaxation or the peace to comfortably like lay next to this person no more. You, you kind of like shift completely um, in positioning. Mm-hmm. So when I transitioned to the next relationship, just so happened, I met another person that was argumentative. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't of course catch it in the very beginning, but as we got closer and things began to, you know, mesh in terms of lifestyles and decisions, this was an argumentative girl too. And um, I just wouldn't give her that energy. So, so I, I see that a lot in women at the same time. Like they, like essentially what you was doing, like it, it, I think that was something about you because you picked the same type of woman. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, and one thing about me is in between relationships, I take a, a lot of time in between relationships. Like sometimes I go like maybe a year, two three, maybe four years of just being single and out here doing me before I jump into another relationship because I need to process first. Like, I'm, I'm more whatever that relationship was. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. a part of me died when that relationship didn't work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm a completely new nigga. I got all these different experiences with from this point going forward. And my, some of it might be hurt. Some of it might be lessons that needed to be learned. But I need to process what just happened before Mm -hmm. i go into another relationship and see like i don't have that i didn't have that experience like i never grieved a relationship in that way so Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm learning as you as you talking so when you so when you say a part of you dies is that part of the reason why in some senses you may act irrational because you're losing so much of yourself transitioning out of these relationships because you really are hurt that these like these signs are showing that it's potentially coming to an end depends on how ugly the breakup was Mm. you know what i mean Uh, especially when you have like when there's shit like kids involved and shit like that like it's a lot of shit that takes a while to process you know what i mean like the whole like baby mama baby daddy shit Man, people in in those type of relationships when those break up, I say you should take 
at the most like three years before you go into jump into any other kind of relationship. Mm. Especially if they're like fresh kids, like you, you got new infants. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Y'all breaking up in between then. Well, I say a lot of that has to deal with age too, because if you 35 plus, you know what I mean? If you in your 30s and you're an adult now, it might be easier to process the, those uh, emotions or whatever because you've grown. Uh, when I was yeah. going through all of that shit, I was 20, 20, 20 to 25, 20, no, I was like 20. I wasn't even like 20 to 23 years old trying to figure all that shit out, how to be a parent, how to navigate Yeah, yeah, yeah. to this kid and still navigate this relationship with this woman. And doing all of that, coming off of hurt from that relationship and the relationship prior to that. Oh, so you were still dying from the relationship even before the baby mama. Yeah. So that's a different level. I mean, that's ultimately a different level of pain. Like, what made you hold all of that in, though? You know what I'm saying? Because in most cases, most guys feel like once you get to a point where this woman can bring forth a seed, most people will assume that whatever it was that attached me to the previous thing was that's completely over and done with but i mean from hearing what you're saying there's still some residual you know emotions that kind of linger so like why did you hold all of that in it's it's easy to process that as a 38 year old man you know what i mean mm-hmm. but at 20 years old and a college student oh, you know what i mean yeah 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 okay so Let's just get into some of the examples because the reason why I want to like emphasize I ain't a whole ass nigga is because in most cases when you hear women speak publicly nowadays, it's always to the negatives of what they see most men doing in action or in response to a lot of the things that they do. And um, I'm just a person who tries to see both sides of the spectrum and in my Mm -hmm. mind being hurt by women should be easily understood by now because it's not always hurt that we feel when we believe them to be hurting our feelings it is the ego but a lot of that has to do with the very first introduction to how a woman treats you now that mother that mother right there's two there's two instances or variables that are never considered when a woman encounters a piece of shit guy. Now, mm-hmm. in the end of the relationship, there's a possibility that she may leave the situation feeling lesser or not enough, second string or last resort, or just just not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine how many people that she's encountered that approached her that she may feel like that in the very beginning, the very introduction, because a woman is always in the position to be courted, no matter how she is in terms of character or whatever, like she's still a lady. And that's the privilege that sometimes a woman benefits from without knowing Mm -hmm. it. You know, she can still be treated like a lady, even when she's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if she has those standards, true, true, you could get away with a whole lot of shit if she likes. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. 
But let's just say in this instance of her being somewhat of the aggressor and mm-hmm. the ball or the cards are in her favor where she can pretty much deem you not good enough. She can say, oh, you ain't my type. You a nice guy, but you just not it. Whatever she comes up with and you're the person who has to be on the receiving end of the letdown or the hurt. A mm-hmm. lot of times they don't contribute. They don't attribute that to pain. Pain. They yeah. think that you just like this sore loser ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, that shit stings a little bit. You know, and then when we we go through so many of those instances where we kept getting stinged and punched and kicked down emotionally, we decide that okay, when we get involved with women we want to take a certain level of caution in terms of how far you go in interacting or socializing or even spending when you meet the next woman. And I think the, the problem is, is because they want us to be so assertive and intentional when we move with caution, it almost feels like we're being slick Mm -hmm. or we're not giving them our all in a sense, when you're not even necessarily entitled to it at that moment. Like, why do you feel like in terms of men, we can't move with caution or take certain precautions to make sure that things are the way that we want them to be before we jump head first into the situation? I say, like, it, it all depends on how much you invest into that person. You know what I mean? And, and it comes with that comes like the the same shit I said about how much you like that person. You know what I mean? Because if it's somebody that that you really genuinely like really feeling like, man, I really like this chick. I really want to be with her. Then you invest more. Mm -hmm. So it's going to sting a lot more when she comes to you and tells you, you know what? You nice, but you know what I mean? You just, you may not be the guy for me. And by then, You've already invested. Like, if you if you feel that way, let me know that sooner than later. <laughs> Much sooner than later, right, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because if I've invested, what, the past three months on you, countless dates, you know, and I invest time and energy into some thoughtful shit for somebody, and then you let me down with the bullshit, like, Look, that was sweet and all, but I ain't really fucking with you like that. Damn, right, right. I mean, that is one of the challenges of being the man. You know what I mean? This is one of the things that you have to accept when trying to court somebody. But that shit be fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Because, like, as a man, I am expected to put so much on the table, even... I have to show you all of me in order for you to engage into this relationship. But women are able to give bits and pieces of who they are. Like a man can't say some shit like I'm not spending on you until we go on two or three dates. But a woman can say, I ain't cooking for you until we go out on at least four or five dates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm only going to give you a little bit of pussy the first two or three months. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a ration out. I ain't going to bring out the whole freak. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I could fuck with that. But I think what, what tends to... But you got to... You as a man, you got to bring the whole dick. 
the first time. You can't ration dick. <laughs> yes, you can, actually. Yes, you can. But the thing about it is a lot of what your investments are are truly meant to buy you time for those moments when you have to say, this is all I can give you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you still have to find some way to take control over this narrative because you're absolutely right. Women will do this to you because they're the ones that have the power to do it. So knowing that this is working against you, sometimes you have to first barter with yourself. Like, do I really want to, you know, show my hand completely in the first couple of months, still not knowing if she's a piece of shit or not? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to, you know, really be that guy that shows her completely different? And because she hasn't quite mourned or grieved the last relationship or the baby daddy because she might be in the same spot as you and y'all might just connect on that energy. Mm -hmm. You never know. You might meet her and she's in the same spot as you and she possibly haven't grieved these relationships and then you've given her the date and the dick. And yeah. it's like, even with that, she'll still make you optional because that's the that's the power that she has. You know, and you don't know where her pain is going to shift you or, you know, in, in terms of positioning. She might just say, well, yeah, you know, he he this, he that. He was the shit in bed. He took me out and had a nice, you know, we had a nice time. But I still miss, you know, oh, boy, we don't we don't control the pace as much as they do. Or we don't try to position ourselves to kind of navigating those spaces to protect ourselves because that's honestly what intentionality is it's like if i show you that my intention is to have a good time then naturally it makes you comfortable to submit to whatever time we could potentially have whether that be good or bad it's more so about how you present the situation so give or take yeah that's so what i was that's what i was saying i'm good with being the good time as long as we having a good time together you know what I mean? like right not right. you having a good time on my expense yeah and i'm investing feelings into this shit and that's really the conversation that we have to have for so many guys that really don't know how to speak to these situations because one of the things that um i talk about a lot in being a hurt guy was i was the the homie Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, I made myself that, you know, over time because I was offering opinions, even when they weren't asked, you know, if your homegirl get in her feelings about what's going on in her situation, I'm saying what I would have done, even though she's not putting me in the position to do it. She ain't got to know what I would have done. She ain't put me in a position to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to like save your advice for a motherfucker that's going to actually listen to it. Like I had yeah. to learn that type of shit being in them situations because they'll say to you in those moments when you being that friend or that shoulder to lean on, you know, you are such, you know, a good listener and I just really love having you around because you do this, that, and the third for me, or you make this feel this way, or they'll, they'll have you thinking like, Oh, I'm next up. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to be caught in that because, again, she hasn't figured out those feelings. So a lot of times we we invest just as much as they do, but they don't credit it 
the same in terms of how we do it because we're just expected to do it sometimes. See if, but for me, if I, I know if I'm that deep into that conversation where I'm never getting that pussy. <laughs> if, if I'm that deep into it with her, where anytime I'm the only time she coming to me is when she got gripes with all these other motherfuckers. All I am is the sounding board. Damn, you know what I mean. Facts, so facts. I can sit here and I can listen to all of these problems that you got and she. You know, if I get if I came up on the pussy, you know what I mean. It was some shit that happened on the humbug. You know what I mean, like. She was she was really fucked up about whatever, and she wanted to get the nigga back. Nigga, I'm Harper on my fucking uh oh yeah uh, best man <laughs> best man. Like I I came up that way, you know what I mean. But outside of that, like if if all you doing is coming to me with your problems, hell nah. And like I honestly wouldn't want to fuck with no motherfucker like that. But the only thing about it is like you can't have those you you can't have those conversations with everybody. Like if it's somebody that you have a an inkling of an interest in you better not speak on none of that shit but is it i mean but that's being but that's still being transparent though wouldn't it be i mean i see what you're saying though like because she can possibly use that against why she don't pick you exactly yeah exactly you know what i mean so like you got to have them people. You got to be able to know who you can talk to about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, if it's somebody that I have some type of interest in, and maybe something could come of this, I'll tell you that, you know, I've been hurt. You know what I mean? And I, I, I'm still trying to resolve some issues from my past. But I'm not going to really, I'll tell you, I'll give you incidents. But I'm not going to really tell you for real, for real, how, like, how fucked up I am about it. I'll just let you know that I'm processing some shit. Either you could choose to be here with me during this and work with, work with me through this, or, you know, we can just have a good time. And that's still, I mean, that's still giving them a pretty respectable option, you know, just mm -hmm. so, you know, things don't get confused. I mean, I know a lot of times they think that, like, we in a position of just acting out of, like, a hurt place, so we just settle for the sex or whatever, but in, in that instance where you've pretty much presented yourself as a person with needs and she didn't respond to the needs appropriately, so you gave her the next best thing to pick from and that's what she mm -hmm. can choose from. So I, I get it. that That's not necessarily like being hurt, but like in some instances, there's a point where, well, no, let me dial it back a little bit. There is a scenario in most cases that we don't consider between the hurt point and then possibly being in the next situation to be hurt again. You don't realize that you make a difference to both of those scenarios. Like in the two situations, which do you as a man have the most control over your own actions or how you made her feel? Your own actions. So how do you control your own actions more than the the energy that you send directly to her? Yeah, like this is a challenge for me uh, <laughs> in my relationship with my old lady on the regular. My my tongue, my sword is sharp sometimes and it don't always 
I don't always intend it to be, you know what I mean? But sometimes I just fly off at the mouth. Yeah. Um, what I'm intending to say might not come out correct. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking it a certain, I was thinking something, but the way I said it, it was interpreted completely wrong. And I have to dial it back and try to fix it. But women always go with that first thing you said for the most part. And that's typically what she uses to fuel her attack. Yes. And it's going to hurt you way more than what you probably don't understand that she felt from what you said. So it's like you almost feel as though even though you didn't mean it, this is how you pacify yourself in the moment of being hurt. You'll say, well, damn, what you said was way worse than what Mm -hmm. I said, not even knowing how she feels about what you said because you're grading your response to her based on how you feel you gave it. So I can't control how she interpreted what I said, but what I can control is how I respond to what she said to me. So if she went for the juggler, how would you respond to that? Um, that conversation got to stop. (laughs) (laughs) We not having this conversation no more because I'm about to process exactly just like you responded, you reacted before you before you internalize what you said because like a lot of the time I've learned how to listen to actually hear what the person is saying, so. I might be quiet for a minute to process what it is that you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you, did you mean what you said? Uh, true, true, true. You know what I mean? And if you say, if that's how you felt, if that's how really how you feel about that shit, all right, well, look, let me, let me step away for a minute and then we can come back and we can come back to this conversation later once I process exactly what it is that you said because you meant that shit. Yeah. Because you told me. Yeah, because that's <laughs> that's what I was getting ready to ask you. It's like it, in that instance where you say something because, like you say, you just sometimes it just comes out the way that it comes out. In that moment, with her being in attack mode, she may pull from a hurt place to attack you. And it may be mm-hmm. something that you never even knew that she felt about you. And that's kind of why I was asking, like, which one hurts more between knowing that what you got you deserved or something that you probably built within her based on things you've either said or done. Because that moment does happen where you, like, she catches you off guard with some slick shit and you like, well, damn, where did that come from? Man, see, and that's what I I was going to come to. Like, what type of hurt is like what type of hurt is it that that really fuck with you like was it some emotional shit or was it something that like you was at a certain point in your life that that you were trying to change and somebody they knew that was a weakness of yours and they attacked that Mm, yeah well that is a little bit easier for me to deal with because I'm the analytical person. So a lot of times when I respond to things, it's because I quickly thought of the best way for me to conduct myself in that moment. So I don't even respond to the emotional side of things until I figure out 
was comfortable for me to accept even coming from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a moment where, like, she may say some shit and it catches you completely off guard. I still have to give you permission to fucking hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Was it what? All right. So when she when she when she came at you and she attacked you, was it something that she felt or was it something that was real? It could be a little bit of both. Yeah, because look, for, for me, you know what I mean? There was a point in my life, you know what I mean, where and I'm just coming out this shit for real, for real. But like my hurt for the long part, I was a broke ass nigga. For a long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was trying to figure shit out. And, uh, like, there came a point where I was actually depressed about being a broke-ass nigga. It was something I was trying to change. I just didn't know how. Because whatever little time that I had, it was robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know what I mean? So I had a, a little money to do something. But I wasn't able to really do extravagant shit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like i spent a, a large a large amount of my 20s most all of my 20s i spent all of my 20s struggling you know what i mean because like i said i was a that I, I never finished college you know what i mean mm-hmm. i i worked my way to the position that i am i'm in right now so yeah. i was trying to figure out life while working two jobs and navigating being a father Et cetera, et cetera, trying to figure out all of this shit on my own. In my in my twenties, when all my friends was getting up and going and traveling, and you know, what I mean, clubbing on the regular. Even though I was doing that, I definitely got my club on. Mm-hmm. But I was struggling through all of that shit because I still wanted to have fun, but I was trying to figure life out. And financially, I was a fucking wreck. And like I would find myself in situations with women a couple times where that would attack me there. And that shit used to, it stung every time for for many. Yeah, I feel like, I think because I've been there too, it was, I mean, it was for a brief moment that it used to bother me. And um, again, like, I know it doesn't seem like something that will fix the way that you feel about it, but um, you still would have to take control over that conversation because mm-hmm. there's the belief that a person who is with you during this time is entitled to say certain things without it hurting or some some stupid ass reason. They feel like, well, I was with you when it I was with you when you was broke. So why does it hurt? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like. If it's real, if it's something that you pointing out to me and it is like if you if you pointing out to me that something that I could be doing more, I get that. I can understand a woman's shoulder and the load for the most part. That's that's not what they was there for. That's not what they I, I can't see no grown ass man. I've never been a grown ass man to be sitting in the couch. You know what I mean? When my woman get up and go to work all the time. But see, nah, but if I'm if I'm doing extras and even that extra ain't enough and then your words could become a tax but there's a certain level of accountability a woman has to have in the same i'm a man of pride you don't do shit like that yeah and you right but (laughs) see the thing about women is 
women will say those things to you totally forgetting that you made the choice to be with this man when he was in this position so you still have to respect that man despite his position you chose mm-hmm. to be there so you can't yeah. say you broke ass nigga while you with me because you chose to be here while i was broke you still have to respect me and for us as men we have to know in those moments like no nah, i'm not gonna go and call her a name or you know, pinch her love handles when I know that she feeling a way about <laughs> putting on 40 pounds. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like, you have to then in that moment say, well, if you had such a problem with me being a broke-ass nigga, why are you here? There's a greater there's a greater choice for you to make in this moment. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak I'm not going to speak directly to you until you make that decision for yourself because I'm preserving the energy and emotions that I really don't even have for this conversation for real. And it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So now she got to sit and kind of like feel and look stupid because you know she didn't think that before she mouthed off and said what she said. Like, damn, well, you the dumb motherfucker that chose him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like throwing it back to her to like make her see herself in those moments where she is being disrespectful and inconsiderate of the fact that you are putting that time, that work and that effort in. That doesn't warrant you to disrespect me just because you you placed yourself here in the midst of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, again, it's like when we hurt, we got to protect ourselves the same way that they protect themselves. And I don't think that the skill set is presented the same way because the the first thing that you learn is like as soon as you feel any type of hurt as a, a kid or a boy growing up, it's like man up, toughen up. You know what I'm saying? And you don't really mm-hmm. know how to respond to when you wake up feeling the the pain of the shit that this person said last night. And now you just carrying that shit in your spirit from relationship to relationship. And, you know, those things stick. You know, anytime you broke, you damn near reminded of this person. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the person that made the most difference to how you took being financially challenged like sometimes it ain't even really about what the person said it's about how they made you feel after it was said and you carry that shit with you relationship to relationship so you damn near cussing your new chick out for shit that this person did years ago because of that first introduction you know what i mean and 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 my my girl now man is the furthest from that but you know she uh she don't understand why I hustle so hard when I don't have to right now. You know what I mean? But it's because I never want to feel like that again. You know what I'm saying? I never want to be, never want to be broke again. You know what I mean? Just because like that building up, like having to build yourself up again. And then that goes to when men get hurt, man, like niggas build walls and Mm -hmm. like, they present like fake versions of themselves. You know what I mean to to other women. You know what I mean. They like their character. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I for for a minute, man. I was I did that. You know what I mean. I was presenting like the superhero version of myself. I never get hurt about nothing. I was I wasn't even hurt from that situation. I bounced back and I'm X Y Z. But it took it took them nights by yourself. 
you know what I mean, having to process everything, you know what I mean, where you're just alone with your thoughts. Yeah, but let me ask you, when you uh-huh. say when you say to yourself, the reason why I hustle so hard is because uh-huh. I never want to be broke again, are you sure that that's what it is? Is it more so that you never want to be broke again or that you don't want your feelings hurt again? Because a part of the hustle Again, this is learning from the mistakes that I've made. A part of the hustle is management and how you manage a lot of what you think and feel in those moments affect the way that you hustle. Uh-huh. So my thing is, are you sure that is because of the financial challenges that presented themselves as challenges? Or is it because you know how it feels in the face of the woman you love? to to be broke and you don't want to feel those feelings because sometimes we can't tell the difference between the two yeah i think it's a, a combination of both that's a that's a real ass question uh it's it's really a combination of both man because um it's it's tough when you face with that challenge uh especially being a man and I know as far as my household, when something go wrong, I'm looked to be the the calm person in the household and how we gonna deal with it. I'm looked to be the one to come up with the resolution. Mm-hmm. So when we face with some form of adversity, adversity and it happens to be financial and I can't be the one to come up with a solution, that will fuck me up to look to my woman and tell her, look, I don't know. Um, I don't know how we gonna be able to to do this but see the reason why the reason why you feel like that is because of being hurt it's not Mm -hmm. because you have to tell the truth it's because you know what it feels like every time you don't have like Mm -hmm. the thing with us as men and i know that this is not like popular opinion but women are there for support like whether Mm -hmm. whether it's taken for granted or not that's a different conversation but ultimately what we have to what we have to respect about relationships is that men are entitled to benefit from a relationship the same way a woman does so in any instance that I do not have I go to my partner in truth and say I don't have it because the thing that tends to happen is the more that she knows that you are emotionally wrenched in that regard, the easier it is for her to place all of the responsibility on you and then mm-hmm. blame you when the shit crumbles. Mm-hmm. You have to include her in those spaces because, again, a lot of what we're communicating in those moments of fear that we might look like the last broke ass nigga she dealt with, or, you know, all of those different things that run through our mind is. We never realize we're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. We being real. Like you ask for a real nigga. Hey, I don't have it. That's a real thing that happens to everybody. We can't exclude ourselves from the the natural happenings that everybody go through. So I think that like part of the reason why we act irrational is because we do everything in our power to hustle and get that extra. And then it's still something that you're going to do that will negate all of that. And you just wondering, like, why she don't see the effort or why she doesn't 
feel the way that I feel about how hard I've been going to make shit happen or to make shit shake. And that's only because it's only so much of it that we're honestly willing to accept when it comes to how she views who we are. Mm. And that's real. that like when you realize that you won't even give a fuck about ha- not having no money, you will begin to say no more. Like you'll really be like, nah, because I don't even want to stress myself out about figuring that out right now when I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z already before this even happened. I need you to I need you to take the reins on that. Mm-hmm. That's leadership. That's communication. Like we don't have to feel like, oh shit, what am I gonna do about this amount of money? Gotta gotta just come out of nowhere. I don't have it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We we cross these bridges when we get there, but put her in the position of knowing that you acknowledge that it is an issue, but you're not the only one that's gonna be figuring this out. We gotta figure this out together. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of niggas that's crying about being hurt is the ones who took on the responsibilities and assumed it all. See, I'm not I'm not one to assume it all, but like for me, I'm not comfortable with just I don't have it. You know what I mean? I cuz for me it's like I don't have it, but I'm going to get it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to do no foul shit to get it. You know what I mean? I'm going to but I'm going to find a way to get whatever it is that need to be taken care of. Yeah. So when you in that position and you know that that's who you are as a person, what does it feel like being with a partner that doesn't assume any responsibilities in the midst of you going to get it? Because there's a chance you going to strive to get the whole amount and it may not come. You might, you might only get half, but your partner is sitting there looking at you grinding and is not participating in the effort. What does that make you feel about your partner? That wouldn't be my partner. Mm. You know what I mean? Not for long. You know what I mean? Because if for you to watch me go out here and break my back on the regular, you know what I mean? To to not even to supply a need. I'm supplying a want. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? If for me to go out here and break my back for that on the regular and you not contributing to this and I'm doing all this just to satisfy your funky ass. <laughs> nah, we, nah, this this ain't going to last. This long. ain't going to last. But see, these are the women that we are that we are naturally allowing to hurt us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the minute that your fourth time not having she like, oh, you broke ass nigga. And she's not realizing all of the stuff that you was paying for up until that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the people that we are allowing to hurt us. And then there's those women who they they grow up in these households and will say, well, a man is supposed to pay all of the bills. Realistically, we never consider the father that had to pay all of the bills. We just consider the actions that he showed us you, mm-hmm. you you probably don't know how this man felt about looking at this woman who in these times may have been the homemaker she might have been raising the children in that setting where you know women could typically be housewives in that time but mm-hmm. we don't realistically look at that and understand that this is possibly why a lot of those men were cheating because there was nobody in that space with him 
to feel the pain or the responsibility of what he had to go through. And it was the same for the woman. Like you didn't really know what she felt like to be the housewife having to tend to four and five and six kids. So because there's nobody to feel what you're going through, you naturally look for somebody that's going to level with you in that regard. And sometimes that just may be outside of your home. We Damn. never we never look at it like we never give perspective to the conversation. We'll just make daddy look like a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in this case, it's like, look, man, I'm not just this whole ass nigga. I'm really struggling and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And when you leave a person so long with unresolved feelings and emotions and in the same setting of this person having these feelings and emotions, you also berating them when they don't have. Well, what are we going to do when he's the only one coming up with a solution? A woman will ask you that. What are we going to do when you're the only one that's left with the solution to come up with? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not to slander or bash women. We just have to know how to take control over those moments so that we can maintain our self-esteem and the position that we're trying to play in making these things happen. Yeah, so, we ain't going to do shit. I'm the one that got to get out here and do everything. <laughs> Facts, you know. And sometimes when they ask that question, you can actually, as a leader, give her something to do. You know, mm -hmm. well, this is what we can do. You can do X, Y, and Z while I figure out A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all really about the intention that you have to lead your situation. You know, of course, be righteous in what you're telling them to do. And it be within right what you're asking. But for the most part, it's just like we don't have the communication skills in these hurt places to communicate to women properly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not really as hard as we make it, but that's only because we're not made to be comfortable to say what our real issues are. Cause it's like a yeah. lot of women, a lot of women who encounter, you know, like he ain't going to let me pay for that. Or he ain't going to let me, you know, do this, that, and the third. So because they feel like he not going to let me, they just assume not to help you either. They just mm -hmm. let you deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we can't be out here like that. We we need partnership. We need love. We need a support system. Just like women. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of those actions that they don't like when men are cheating or, you know, doing all of the bullshit, sometimes it is for a reason. Not necessarily that it's a good action to take, but there is reasons behind a lot of this shit that they look at us like whole ass niggas for. We be out here really hurting and nobody cares to get to the bottom of it. Part of my trauma, I guess you could say, with the whole broke ass nigga shit is because I've seen a broke ass nigga latch onto my mama. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? And I never wanted to be that nigga. You know what I mean? Because my mom, she married a nigga that she had to teach how to read. Damn. You know what I mean? Because you know, that's what God told her to do. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and shit, man. That nigga. Sweet Dick Willie, man. <laughs> that's what that nigga day, man. Sweet Dick Willie. That nigga stole my mama, man. God damn. <laughs> they got married. He moved, they moved down to Texas. Man, he 
fucked around, couldn't keep no job there. That because that's why they moved down there because Texas provided more opportunity, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. He went down there, was fucking up down there, and he was back up here in like three years. And so your mom yeah. stayed down there. Yeah, yeah. My mom been down there like she, she moved when my son was nine months. Damn. Yeah, so like, like the whole like that's where part of that like that broke ass nigga trauma come from. Like, nigga, I didn't have no refuge. I couldn't run to my mama's house when when shit got bad for me. I had to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I spent a year and a half sleeping on my nigga's floor. But you know, like I respect men that I respect men that have those moments where you can like honestly say like it was a minute where you know I was crashing and you know I had to like really like find my way because i'm pretty sure that's a that's a brother you know what i'm saying that looked out for you you know what i'm saying so we understand as men that we need you know that support system like that so you know i can definitely respect that but i can i can also see how traumatic that is you know for anybody or anything you know referencing being broke could affect you when not only are you looking at yourself, but you're looking at your own mom, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. shit real. That shit real. Oh, man. But that's what, you know, I really wanted to open up with this conversation. It's like kind of giving people the idea of why they look at things in terms of men so messed up. Because there's very few men that will honestly say that it's not a lot of outlets for us to express ourselves like they make it seem like you know they're asking for us to be vulnerable or emotional and shit like that but it's like you still have to hear what i gotta say i got the question man Uh uh-huh in the courting process like when you're dealing with a woman man like are you allowed to have weaknesses are you allowed i don't know because that you would have to ask a woman but a woman doesn't give me permission to do anything in that regard. Yeah, she don't give I mean, yeah, she don't give you permission to. Yeah. But in order for somebody to take you serious, you know what I mean? Like what are you able to present your challenges or whatever, or do you have to wait till they like you for that shit to happen? No. Nah, usually when I like somebody, there's a process that takes place to to kinda like vet how they feel about people in my position. Because like I'll what I'll do is I used to do this. I'm not going to say I still do it, but um, I used to, like, set up dates and then cancel just to see how they respond to those type of things. Because, again, it's like they'll hold that against you. It's like, well, you don't keep your word just because, in reality, some shit really came up. Mm -hmm. That just happens. It's not like... You know, it may be just so happened the very first time he plans something, something comes up. You know what I'm saying? That might be the case, but they'll hold that against you. So I used to like kind of like test out things to to see, you know, what the gauge is, because I have I know I have to put myself out there. So it's just things that you do, questions you ask. And even in the dates, like I'll put you in the position on a date to where. There's no distractions. Like, there won't be no food. You know what I'm saying? It won't be, you know, no music. It won't be no no nice breeze, no rolling the windows down. I might literally take you to the park in the hood and just say, look, you know, my idea of a date 
is to like take this opportunity to get to know you. So I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of fucking questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember like even as a you know a, a much younger man, like we didn't actually get anything to eat until the ice cream truck drove past while we were sitting at the park bench, you know, just talking. You know, you call them up and say, hey, look, I want to talk you down, uh, you know, kick it with me. And you'll you'll begin to kind of like weed out if this person is capable of dealing with what you come with. And then, too, like even in my relationship now. I was I was honestly in the mind frame of thinking that I would still be single for two years of the time that she and I were just friends because. I was actually priming her to date other people, you know, Mm -hmm. like hanging around her. I knew that she was ready to go on dates again. And I knew that she was ready to see like what it would be like to date again. So I'm like, man, look, you know, I'm pretty sure somebody trying to holler. Why don't you just go ahead and, you know, see what's up, but not knowing that she was developing feelings for me. And so Mm -hmm. I, I then begin to kind of put her in the position to where the guy that she's now looking for is the thing like is based on the things that I'm saying. So now I'm making her feel, you know, what she is. I was about to say, come on, bro. Like, how did you not see that? nigga? Like, cause naturally any woman that is any, and I feel the same way about myself. Like any woman that spends, a large amount of conversation uh, time with me, and we conversing on the regular. Man, I, she, I know she gonna feel feelings. She gonna feel something for me. Yeah, but you know, I'm not thinking. You know, I'm really just, <laughs> I'm really just trying to, you know, get out, not be like the hermit. Like I'm not thinking that, you know, this is even why we spending the time. I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. typically this is just the homie. But mm-hmm. um, she kind of like backed me in the corner to where. I had to like man up for real because the way that she cornered me was almost to the effect. And maybe this wasn't her attention, but this is definitely how I felt. It's like, you said all this shit to her. Are you going to live up to what she now believes based on it coming from you? Mm -hmm. Everything that I told her about how she was supposed to be treated, all of the things that I'm showing her as a friend that I'll do for her, is now becoming like standards for how she wants to be treated on a regular. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't just be like, Oh no, I wasn't talking about me because again, now you sending another hurt person back out into the world to kind of navigate those emotions. So what I ended up doing was setting up my plan for how I wanted to date, you Mm -hmm. know, um, taking control over, what I was and wasn't going to do having those open communications to say like, Hey, look, if it's something I don't like respectfully, you do this and I don't care for that. Or you Mm -hmm. do this and I don't care for that, you know, and we begin to just slowly but surely build. And then me being truthful, it seemed like the more truthful I was, the more she did for me, like the more, Mm -hmm. the more she, you know, adjusted herself to, a lot of the things that probably wasn't normal when it came to her dealing with niggas. Like she would, mm-hmm. you know, be more accepting of a lot of the things that I would like now put my foot down about. 
So it was mm-hmm. just like a growth. But then again, if I had to just held on to the hurt and only acted out on the hurt, I would have fucked this up too. With how that relationship, how y'all cultivated the relationship, you know what I mean? Like being friends first, I don't think there was really room for like no hurt or whatever because you was if you wasn't planning on really kicking it with her at first you know what i mean and it just grew into what it grew into you was able to be open and honest with her from the jump because she saw all of those flaws in the beginning. but but like even like how you were saying about like to be honest i started our relationship as a broke ass nigga like when i was coming into hanging with her there was a moment where I was still kind of like separating from that ex. And um, one of the first situations that she and I went through as friends going into the relationship, we paying for a vehicle from my Uh previous relationship. And um, the situation was a little fucked up where the ex called and she asked me for money, even though we weren't together. She like asked me for Mm -hmm. some money. I'm like, nah, I ain't got it. I'm keeping it a hundred. I ain't got it. And so um, the conversation was to the effect of like me not being there for her or something. And because she was she was the primary account holder of the vehicle, she was like, I want my truck back or whatever. It was like mm. a fucked up situation. I was, you know, paying yeah. the paying the note on time paying the insurance the only reason why we did it that way was because i was fucked up and part of the reason why she helped me get the truck was so that we could be more together than what we were Mm -hmm. and i realized i can never let everybody help me but if i ever found somebody to help me and i trust them to help me i'm gonna let them but in that case i shouldn't have never never let her help me so she ended Mm -hmm. up you know taking the truck so now me and d hanging and mm-hmm. I'm pulling up. Now I can't pull up. I got to be like, look, man, you know, she about to snatch the whip. I told her the situation. She was the one that took me to drop the truck off. And then also took me to go get the new truck that I now have. Praise God. Real shit. Like, real shit. <laughs> like, um, there's, like, laws in um, Michigan to where because the insurance wasn't even in my name, even though I was paying it. So because I didn't have insurance in my name for more than a year, they charge you like this astronomical amount for Michigan insurance to to instate it. So I get the whip. I'm clear for the whip. But now they telling me it's like seven hundred dollars to up front to get like insurance. Mm -hmm. D working insurance. So she get on the phone with the lady. She started crunching this. She like, do this, you know, put this on it and do this, do this, do this. Before I knew it, I leave two seventy a month from the six, seven hundred up front because she worked in insurance. Like all my shit was fucked up. Literally, mm-hmm. when I meet this woman. So now it's like, okay, this is the first time I got to be who I truly am with a person. Mm-hmm. So now I can just say, like, look, man, look, I ain't got it. You know, I can yeah. even say, look, you know, I'm hungry. You got some money? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a certain level of comfort and just being honest. And, I mean, mm-hmm. our very first date, for real, I left my card in my work shirt. 
I took her to this nice ass little restaurant and ain't got the card to pay for it. She could have easily been like, "You broke ass nigga, you just finessed me for the meal." Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and it was just like it was just certain things that happened to show me like this is your partner for real because just so happened, you know, she banked with my bank. So all I had to do was just transfer her the money. But I, on mm-hmm. the first date, I'm like, I fucked around and left my card in the work shirt. And she just looking like, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that was a moment where she could have been like, this nigga, you know. I'm off this nigga. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like we had so many moments to really see who we were, you know, in those spaces where we ain't quite together. We just friends, but we showing our truths in that space. And now... Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing I can't tell that girl. You know, yeah. like I made a vow to myself that even if I have feelings for another person, I can still tell her that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, is we, we base everything on truth. So mm-hmm. in the moment she fuck around and meet some nigga at work and she feeling, you know, the feelings, she can tell me that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's nothing that. Is nothing that can hurt me the way that I've been hurt before. So with that being said, man, like, do you think that men and women can ever just be friends without there being some type of motive in the background? You know what I mean? Something, some type of unspoken language that's not being spoken. I think that they can, but it takes a lot for it to happen. Because mm-hmm. a lot of what a lot of what we need as people can be found in both spaces of platonic friendship and relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of those lines can get blurred. Yeah. So there's moments where a person could say, I need this. And in your mind, you like, well, shit, I ain't your man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't have to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just things that kind of like you say blur those lines it will really take for a person to kind of like unlearn everything that they know about the way in which they handle the opposite sex in order for you to position yourself for those friendships to work you know Mm -hmm. um i think like something is something as simple as let's just say you you and another woman are like sitting on the couch together and you're having like a deep conversation and y'all are like laughing at the conversation. Those type of moments are easily confused with intimacy, Mm -hmm. but you, you desire intimacy with not just your partner. You want to have an intimate connection with people in general because you never know who you're going to need on any level. But it's just like it makes people uncomfortable to understand that you don't just have intimacy with your physical or sexual partner. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just things that we have to unlearn in order for those friendships to work. Like, I believe that I could I could be in a position to where, you know, I could I could walk in a room, you know, unannounced by accident and see a friend naked and it's not going to be awkward because they know my intention. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my bad. I didn't mean to walk in here on you like that. Like they would never like see me in a position where you just stand there and you gazing. 
because you can you know how to deal with women in uncomfortable spaces where they have they're you know exposed or, or whatever it is it's like ways for you to really navigate those things to where it doesn't have to feel weird it's just something that happened by mistake you know like it's it takes time to work those things out uh, okay it happened by mistake, right? So mm-hmm. you walk in and you like, oh my bad. Are you leaving or are you staying there? No, like, I mean, I'm definitely going to respect her enough to like turn my head away and say, look, my bad. I'm not going to look at you while I'm saying I didn't mean to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn away and still apologize to you. But what if she, what if she comfortable? Like she like fucking, I'm, look, I'm naked today. If she comfortable. She would have to tell me that. Like that's still not gonna that's still not gonna make me become a whole ass nigga. Like, damn. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm asking, like, to tell her that you weren't comfortable with her being naked. It because you feel like she testing you. Because you being a man, like us being men, if we see something. Oh wow. Okay. You well, know what I'm saying? If I walk in and I see that you naked, and this is just a friend friendly thing like hey look man put some clothes on man yeah like i think if it was if it was intentional to where she knew that she was setting it up that way then definitely but like if it's like like simply a mistake to where you wasn't expecting this person to be changing their clothes they yeah. thought they had that moment of privacy and then and you come not knowing that she's in there it's a way that she would have to respond that will kind of let you know, like, oh, she was waiting on that, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was, like, kind of, like, low-key baiting it. But, yeah. again, if I'm the one in the wrong, I'm definitely going to first turn away from her and let her hear me say, I didn't mean to barge in on you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel like if you're saying no, I this, get that. if you're saying this and you staring directly at her while she's still exposed, it's kind of like you're still taking advantage of the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you turn away. You say, It's the gentleman thing to do. Right. Now, if she yeah. all like, oh, I ain't tripping, I'm still not going to be like, you know, oh, okay, cool. I think that that's a setup to be a slimy ass nigga, though. Because if she was just like, oh, it ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And she cool with it when it wasn't your intention. Now she letting you know something more that she not communicating. So now I need yeah. to know. I need to know, well, why are you cool with this? Like, is it because I'm the homie and you trust that I ain't going to do nothing to you? Like, what is it? Because that's mm-hmm. not our relationship. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think they bait you like that just to see what type of person you are. And you just don't be knowing it. Yeah. You know? So then again, it's just, it's all in how you position yourself to be the person you are. Because maybe, shit, she might, you know, be that home girl that, you know, I used to be the guy when I was single where the chicks would send me their news that they send in the other dudes. Like, did this, did this look classy enough? Or, you know, am I doing too much? And I'm like, damn. Like, I didn't realize that I was that homie for a long time, but <laughs> that was happening. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and there is instances where they become that comfortable, but I'm just not going to ever put myself out there to be like the creep. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that shit stick with you. It definitely does. <laughs> so, you know, I've always, like, when I got, 
when I was younger, I definitely probably would have been that nigga. Like, damn, she out here. You know what I'm saying? But it was older guys that told me, like, um, in any moment that you deal with a woman, you got to act like you've been here before. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't act like, you know, like the tourists in these spaces. You got to know what you're doing, know what you mean, know what you want to say. All of that. Act like you've been here before. Act like this is normal to you. You know, so I know when I'm around women in any type of way, if something like that was to ever happen, you ain't about to have me geeked up because I'm used to being around shit like yeah, that. Nah, it's not I a, think that. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just, I want to, I want to know your intentions. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that just because like my intentions may be subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> so, hey, like, hey, man, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Put some clothes on. If that if that's all you're doing, like, because, yeah, you're doing too much right now. And I like how, like, I like when the woman is the one that put herself out there versus the guy. Because. Praise God. They yeah. Can't, they can't take that shit back. That shit stuck on them. And they don't, they don't yeah. like it. Just as much as we don't. It's like, damn, I did all of that and that nigga ain't even try to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't mm-hmm. like it either. You know? So, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that once we realize what our power is and we start using it effectively, then the less likely we will be hurt and the less likely you will hurt somebody because you can just be real. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that uh, most women that like I have close encounters with, you know what I mean? Or just women that I'm I've even grown to be have pl- platonic relationships with, man. It's that's the thing they respect about me the most is like my honesty. Yeah. That's one of the things that, you know, get me in trouble uh, all the time because like <laughs> when she asks me a question, it, it might not be to her benefit. <laughs> I, I won't ask it, but you want the truth or you want some bullshit. Yeah, that's my that's my go to. Do you want me to be compassionate or do you want me to be honest? Mm-hmm. You know, see that was see that you you put the Billy D song on it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's my go to. You know, I I do it with my mother. Um, anytime anybody, you know, the ladies at the church. Hey, you want me to be compassionate or you want me to be honest? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and some of them will even say a little bit of both. Like you can't get both sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The truth is, you know, the truth. Like I'm not going to clean up the truth to make you feel better about something you really want to know you doing bad or that you terrible at, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I said, man, it's just learning and growing. And I think like, like you real people really don't understand how similar we really are, even though the approaches are just different. Because a lot of the stuff that you say, I'd be like, that was me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't, maybe I didn't have the, I guess, the inclination to handle it like that. Because I could see in certain, like in certain instances, like I think back to my situation and it'd be like, I was hurt for about two, three weeks off that shit. Like not talking, not saying shit, like kind of like mad at the world in a mm-hmm. sense when these things were said and done and then I just built up the confidence to like really kind of like go off on a tangent about it but <laughs> but now it's different you know I could just say hey man what made you think you could say some shit like that to me mm-hmm. you know 
and it catch it catch them off guard. They might bite back, but it's like responses that you gotta have, and mm-hmm. you know, shit will start changing. For me, man, I I can't go. Like that's that's way too fucking long to be in the house with somebody and have that much animosity toward them to where we not speaking two to three weeks. Man. I mean, I would, you know, I definitely wouldn't like go and it's like we just in the house and we not speaking good morning and shit like that. But it's like I'm definitely reserving my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not like engaging you and shit like that. I might just be in my bag where, of course, I'm a creative. So like I might force myself to, you know, stay in that space until yeah. I come up with, you know, the proper things to say to address you but um i just know that i refuse to lash out like i ain't about to do all of that no more because you know like i think that that was that was the old way or the old bj way of dealing with you know feelings but like some of that shit like ain't even necessary so like i just stay in my space and sometimes make you feel it to where you will come and say let's talk about what happened Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my silence is making you realize, okay, well, maybe he waiting on me to address what I did to hurt him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's all in giving your feelings the proper respect and, you know, shit begins to shift. You know, that's just stuff that you learn over time, though. Yeah. I super appreciate you kicking it with me, though, because I feel like a lot of a lot was said that, you know, people can really take and you know, understand about guys who, mm-hmm. you know, don't necessarily speak up for themselves and really be on some whole shit because they hurt. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I really wanted to just bring to the forefront and, you know, have a real man conversation, you know, for the people to actually hear. Cause you know, I don't really be getting men to come out. It's always women on my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they love you. It's, you know, I really appreciate like how much they, they really value what I say, but I don't have, I don't really have nothing else to say to them at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I've said everything that I could possibly say. Now I need to kind of deal with, you know, the homies. Like, um, I, I got so many conversations lined up with the homies that it's going to surprise people because it's still so much to say. It's just not directed, you no, know, directly to women. So, that's why I had to like get you on because I knew like when I came up with this concept, I'm like, he's perfect for this shit. Like, man, you ain't um you ain't trying to be nobody pastor up there, my G. <laughs> no. Deacon. <laughs> no. Deacon BJ. Uh-uh. I don't I don't respect that. I don't respect that um that much. I mean, it's a highly regarded position, but I think it's a ceiling on it. Like they're they're not gonna be as honest and transparent as I am just on my own. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not about to say, you know, you know, what Paul say. It don't matter. Paul ain't here. We talking directly to the person who got the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like people rely on, you know, those scriptures to cover up the fact that they really don't have real answers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that what I do is like my own ministry in a sense. I just talk, it is, you know, from a real place and just let it fall on who need it, you know? So that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm just working on, 
different ways to deliver the message because sometimes you do get bored, you know, with doing it this way because you need to like feel the energy of the people. And with COVID being what it is, you don't get to connect as much. So I just got to figure out new ways to, you know, continue, you know, spreading the message, I guess. Oh man, we we need you back on the nights, bro. Oh yeah, I the next time I can come up, which I mean, that could be shit. That could be soon, to be honest, because um, my time getting ready to open up. I'm still like in my you know first ninety days of the new gig, so um, whenever mm-hmm. you know that open up and we can you know hit the road again, I'm definitely down for that. Cause I like I said, we we had them conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the conversations that many people don't have. So I'm definitely down for that. And I got to do better, man, with picking up the phone, man. Like, I, I really, I, I rarely even talk to my niggas if it wasn't for, like, group me for real, for real, man. I I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'll be in my own little bubble sometimes, man. Yeah. But I, I enjoy having conversations with you, my G, like, for, for real, sure. for real. For sure, man. I, I I do need to do better with checking in with you and shit too, man. Yeah, man. You know, just it's it's wide open right now. We got you know all the opportunity and time in the world, man. It's gonna be more opportunities to fellowship. You know, that's part of the reason why I reached out too, because like I said, it's it's basically me. I feel like my relationship is intact with y'all because I listen to y'all every week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you just going through the motions of like listening to your nigga. So you kind of feel like you in the room with him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like opportunities like this where, you know, I get to have a one on one with you. I got some lined up with, you know, for KO, too. So I'm going to mm-hmm. get him on another, you know, subject. And I really want to get swoop for some real shit, too. But, you know, I know he like move a little different than y'all. So, yeah, you know, he, he he the chef. his hours be a little bit different than ours so i might have to like catch him like when he like sitting down right then and there you know what i'm saying but yeah man y'all four hours i'm I'm sure he'll be receptive for sure he he got some time i'm definitely down for that so yeah man um I forget that we actually doing the show. It feel like we just yeah, talking. My <laughs> it's yeah. all good. So for you guys that are listening, um, this was just something that I decided to talk to the homie about. We uh addressed being or acting like a whole ass nigga is merely us just not knowing how to respond to our hurts. And um this is a way for us to explain accountability in that regard. Like we know why it is that we act out it's just that we're hurt and we're owning it and we're figuring out ways to deal with it and you heard two men talk about it from their own individual perspective so if in fact you have any comments questions things that you would like for us to like follow up on on another episode by chance like whatever it is definitely reach out to me at dergobj that is d-e-r-g-o-b-j on twitter the subject change on Instagram. Um, hit me up in the email changed subject at gmail.com. And I got the hotline, which is 313-636-3060. Um, let me know what y'all thought about this, man. This was just me kicking it. We really didn't have like a, a structure and you got a lot of good content out of this conversation and um, give them your information too, so they can get in touch with you and the drunken nights. All right. Um, you can find me, brother to the night, at B R O T H A, the number two, D A K 
N-I-G-H-T on all platforms, man. Um, and uh, you can find us at three, the number three, Drunken Nights with the K underscore on Twitter and three or on IG and then three Drunken Nights underscore on Twitter. All right. So definitely get in, um, get in tune with the three Drunken Nights. Uh, they some of the funniest and realest shit that you'll ever hear. And um, there are so many conversations that men should have on that platform as well. But this concludes part four of the ability series, the account ability series that we're going to call. I ain't a whole ass nigga. I'm just hurt. And I'll see you guys again in a couple of weeks. Peace and blessings.